are Stoke going to win the league, mate? It's episode number 238. Uh, welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast, where that substandard rhyme was delivered by me, David Callershaw, and I'm joined by Chris Brammer. I thought it was a brilliant rhyme. I don't know what you're on about, mate. It was great. Great also rhymes with eight. Uh, speaking of great, we also have Tom Thrower. Uh, uh, not to cut over introducing Tony, but can we hurry up and start laughing at Derby? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Tony Lloyd is here. Yeah, Derby, yeah. (laughs) Right, okay. So, uh, as was alluded to there, this is a little bit of a... uh, Well, it's something we're trying out for the first time. Uh, If you're a regular listener to other better football podcasts, you'll already know the format of this. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Yes, uh, very good. Um, this is our 1-24 to Championship pre-season prediction episode where we have put our collective brains together and attempted to predict what the final championship table will look like in May. Uh, in order to do this, we essentially each predicted the league table ourselves from 1-24 to and then we added up the league positions of our predictions to come up with a combined Wizards League table if you will. So if you were predicted to finish first by all four of us, you'd score four points, which would be the lowest, which would put you in first. So the more points you had, the, the worse. Anyway, the, that was just my maths hell uh, for the last <laughs> couple of days. But what we're going to do is attempt to talk about, uh, in our time constraints, attempt to talk about all the championship clubs, where we think we're, we're going to finish and why we think they're going to finish there. Now, We'll go from the bottom and work our way up. Mm. I was convinced that there was a obvious, firm candidate for this rank bottom placing. Um, but Tony, you see, you see, the nature of this combined prediction is if just one person was a bit of an outlier, that could really drag a team up. But Tony, um, as we'll get on to, scuppered that particular plan. So in 24th place, we have Blackpool FC. Um, Blackpool, we don't hold out much hope for them. They finished third in the in the in League One last season, um, won the playoffs, but uh, we're not holding out much hope for them. Tom, why is that? I mean, you've come to the wrong person because I think we've got Blackpool way too low. I thought I was being harsh and having them in 21st on my one. Um, I guess it's just difficult, isn't it, to come into the championship and kick on from League One. I think we've seen... I, I think Blackpool are a well-organised team with a good defence. Um, but we've seen teams like Rotherham, in the time that we've been in the championship, come up with that with that same thing. They're a well-organised team, kept together, good manager, well-run club, etc. And it's still just a step too far. Um, yeah, they're OK, but they might go down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one thing we can definitely say about this bottom, perhaps even bottom half of the table, is that there is an awful lot of crap here. You know, don't be surprised if any of these teams finish in the bottom three. Uh, I had Blackpool down in twenty third as well. Now that's a little bit of my own bias, um, considering you know where I grew up. Uh, yes, Tom is right. They've, they've got a very sort of robust defence, and that might help help them survive this season. Uh, but they're also the third lowest scorers mm. in the top 16 teams in League One. So they certainly 
didn't really score that many for a promoted team last season. And uh, Chris, you had them as finishing bottom in your table. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked into um, that that stat as well about them being very very low low scorers. I just think we've we've seen so-called defensively strong teams come up and not really deal with the better quality that is in the championship because there there is there is some phenomenal quality in the championship and if you don't have the ability to score when you're in league 1 it's not going to suddenly suddenly appear uh, without big changes and, and and from what i can see blackpool haven't made any real big changes to the way they're they're set up they seem to still be keeping along the lines of being a, a strong defensive unit and i i just wonder how far that can really take you especially when you it's a it's a big jump in quality to go from league one to the championship um i think we saw a similarly with with wickham last season uh just that inability to score can really punish teams. Mm. Now, uh, the team I expected to finish 24th and the team Tom expected to finish 24th uh, were the team we've collectively got above Blackpool, which is Derby County. Um, wow. what What is there to be said about Derby County? Uh, they've got like two players. The, the manager is Wayne Rooney and he's... <laughs> He's, I, f- I feel quite sorry for him in a weird way. I feel quite sorry for yeah. him because, yeah, maybe not. Um, but <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly an absolute off the pitch shit show. Um, they, they've got, it's just it's everything is going wrong at Derby. They've, they've got no players. They're under an embargo, and he's insisting on injuring the players <laughs> they have got. Yeah. The silly cunt. I think I saw today as well that so they've they've got they're really limited on players that they can actually sign, and one of the people they've had on trial and are intending to sign is Curtis Davis, who who was their player last season. And yeah, if they were like if 40. well, it, they're all like forty. The the entire team is going to be the oldest team you've ever seen, but it's so bad that I think I was reading something that the embargo that they've got, players who they already have aren't counted towards this salary cap thing, even if they're players whose contracts are being renewed. But because they didn't renew his contract, because his contract actually ended and lapsed, he is going to be considered, apparently, as one of the four players they can have with a wage over, what, like, 4,500 quid, I think. Um, that I, I, Yeah, I don't know how they aren't finishing bottom. And it's going to be well, hilarious. Well, Tony, a ex- explain yourself because you had them, get this listeners, 19th. <laughs> Obviously, Derby are bad and also I want to see them fail as spectacularly as possible, but I did consider that there's still a week left before the season officially starts and there's still scope that they could get binned off down to the next league down and Wickham could take their place. <laughs> so I then averaged where I thought Wickham might finish with where I thought Derby might finish and went in the middle because I think Wickham would be just riding high on a Sam Vokes wave. Um, <laughs> lovely cold drinks all day, every day. Um just really happy um and i think wickham would do all right in this quite poor league so the reason i went 19th was partly hedging because i really 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 hope they get relegated like on friday (laughs) for having no players or money and an idiot manager yes now rounding off our bottom three we were much more united on this team uh 
uh, between us, we predicted 20th, 21st, 22nd and 23rd. And that means they just slip into our collective bottom three. It's Huddersfield Town. I think Tom, as someone who predicted them to finish 23rd, just slag off the Terriers for us, please, Tom. <laughs> it's weird because there's been such a there's such in these predictions such a South Yorkshire bias, and these lot we have collectively decided just need to go in the bin. Um, West Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah, not you, South. Yeah, Yorkshire, they're not South Yorkshire, right? Okay, that that's why they're geography. Yeah, right? yeah. They're nearly uh, nearly Lancashire. Um, How dare you! They won the worst bit of Yorkshire is the bit that's nearly Lancashire. It's nearly as bad as actual Lancashire. <laughs> they won this three games. Day. We're actually recording on Yorkshire Day, by the way. We are. There we go, then. Come on. <laughs> they won three games in 2021. They've won three games. <laughs> and they haven't signed anyone who are any good. So They're so poor. Yeah. Jordan Rhodes. Exactly. It, that's what I had in my notes. Oh my god, that's what I've got in my notes. It's if if Jordan if Rhodes signing Jordan Rhodes is the answer, signing. the the question should scare the hell out of you. Yeah, Jordan Rhodes struck you as a good championship signing eight years ago or something. Eight years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, Jordan Rhodes, he might score some." Good. Yeah, but now I'm like, Jordan Rhodes is still a thing. Um, yeah, certainly nothing much inspiring about the Terriers at all but and they uh, finish in our bottom three uh, just outside the relegation places we have bristol city <laughs> bristol city under the stewardship of nigel pearson and uh, tony you did not hold, hold out much hope for these lot at all uh the only thing I, the only note i'd really made was the fact that our former stoke city assistant managing legend and person i saw in sheffield station once looking really really angry uh, Nigel Pearson is is possibly the only good thing they've got going for him. He, he was he's obviously back off holiday. It was just after his lad got sat from Leicester, which was a bit after he got sat from Leicester, and he was obviously waiting for his missus and or kids to turn up, and he was just stood there with a load of bags, looking like the angriest person you've ever seen. It was brilliant. Okay, and but, in twentieth yeah, so place, on the we basis have... of that, twenty seconds, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 no, no, I, I think you, you've covered Bristol City so much. I don't think we really need to add anything more. Um, in twentieth place, we have Hull City. Mm-hmm. Hull City. Um, uh, Tom, you actually had a bit of optimism for Tony. You did not. You had these as finishing bottom in your table. Chris, you had them twenty third. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tom, I'll allow you to make the case for Hull being good. I I okay. I I'd I'd be willing to stick my neck out and say that Hull have arguably done the best transfer business in the window so far in the league, um, and they have some really good players like uh, Will Wilkes is pretty good and Keen Lewis Potter is incredible. Um, Hull will be fine. Okay, um, so yeah, we have them down towards the more doldrums. I know. Um, Chris, you had them in the relegation places, as did you, Tony. Mm. Um, They're hard for me to really get a grip on because the last time I actually physically went to a Stoke match, they were that appalling team we beat 5-1. And obviously Grant McCann's um, recovered them pretty well. But is it it just a case of we're not really sure about these promoted teams yet and we're not really quite confident enough to, um, you know, give them any real positive vibes or is it that they're East Yorkshire and that are therefore scum Tony uh, a bit of both 
Um, I think they're probably closer to what Tom said than what I said, but I have a sort of lingering fear that they're going to come and sign Josh Tymon at any point, and I need them to be ruined and bad enough that he'd say no. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, above them in 19th, we have the other team uh, promoted from League One, uh, Peterborough. Peterborough. Now, uh, they were top scorers in League One last season and have made some additions at the back to uh, shore up that part of their game. Um, in when Saturday comes, they were predicted to finish bottom. But I think uh, certainly they're not the top 20 podcast. We're a little bit more confident on them. So we're a little bit hard to place Peterborough at the moment. Um, Chris, do you know anything mm. about the posh? Just that... You know, <laughs> Just that um, I think in terms of being a, a well-organised and, and run club, they seem to always be picking those players who they then sell on for a decent decent price. And I think that if they, they're able to assemble a squad that is all right for the for the championship, they'll do well. Adrian Durham, who's a, who's a fan of them, once said that he wished there was a division between the championship and League One because he felt that Peterborough would always do really well in that division because they, they are that team who are perennially always on the cusp of promotion from League One, but when they get into this division, they they, yeah, they fluff it a little bit. But I, I don't know. I just think they've they've got a track record of signing decent players, and I think they've... As you say, top top scorers last season, that counts for something. I think they'll be. I think they'll they'll be all right. I don't think they'll do a Barnsley and be incredible and have a real run, but I think they'll survive. Yeah. Are they Southern Rotherham then? Because that um, sounds like Rotherham with all the good bits taken away. <laughs> but also, like the thing to look forward to with Peterborough is like probably just before or just after Christmas when Barry Fry comes back as manager. Mm. Just storms in and starts managing them, and the managers just sat there going, "Oh, what's going on?" He's like, "I'm your boss, back off." And then, Good. brilliant, nice stuff, Barry Fry on the podcast. Well, above Peterborough, I'm tipping this lot as an outside bet for relegation. If you want a relegation dark horse, I think look no further than Preston North End. Um, and I would say that because I'm just not. I'm just. I think they've been existing on the championship by virtue of being Preston North End because they just seem so championship on the face of it that they've been getting away with having a pretty bang average, ordinary to bad side. For the last few years, it's been, oh, well, they were were so close a few years ago, so they must be there and there again. And actually, when you look (laughs) at them... Basically talking about the David Moyes era. <laughs> but they've they've just they they had a they had a decent season a few years back was it under Alex Neal and it just and it it, it kind of just feels a bit like that's been the reputation they've they've had and they've not really lived up to it at all. Frankie McAvoy is the uh, new manager. Was the I was going to yeah that was going to be my bit. I was going to say you call yourself Championship fat and tell me who Preston's manager is because I, I you've just told me who it is and I can't remember. I don't know well, who would the have dude said is. Alex Neil. Yeah. And they would have still been nearly right. Exactly. But the thing is, Alex Neil's quite a good championship manager, and their squad wasn't that good, and they were maybe punching a bit, and he's gone. Well, to be fair to McAvoy, he was, he's been in charge for eight games last season. They've won five, drawn two, and lost one of them. So, not a bad start, but make potential honeymoon being over situation there. And I loved them, him in that 
film about um, university challenge. Yes, yes, very good, very good. Um, above them, a team I would say I have the most ignorance about. Uh, Coventry City, Coventry City. Um, I my research tells me they've signed Martin Waghorn from Derby, which strikes me as a decent signing for a lower level. A championship team, but they've also been in shocking preseason form, like basically losing every single game. Um, Coventry, then, what to make of the Cov? Anyone got anything on Coventry for me? I just remembered Martin Waghorn giving himself concussion in the last game of the season for Derby and still missing the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not what they. Need. Oh. I, I, I don't want to trample on that. That's a really good way to finish on them. But uh, they've got the stadium back, which is actually nice. Because mm. they've been horribly managed for a long time. And it's nice that they've got their massive white elephant ground back. Um, mm. And I think Mark Robbins is the manager. And I think he was rather a manager once and therefore is fairly good. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a weird criteria to judge people, Tony. <laughs> You know, Chris, Rotherham and most things associated with Rotherham are about 25% better than everyone thinks, which is why they always do a bit better than everyone thinks they will and always beat Stoke. Fair enough. Speaking of teams that tend to beat Stoke, the team above Coventry we have in 16th might seem a bit strange on the face of it, but I'm sure one of you will explain. Chris, can you explain why Swansea City, who finished 4th, uh, last season, and were touted at the start of preseason by when Saturday comes to also finish fourth this season. Why are they down in sixteenth place for us? They, if you if you look if you look at them, then they're having a bit of a shitstorm. Steve Cooper has gone. Um, the squad is very much hasn't really been invested in at all. Um, uh, are you are you very much their talisman? Has also left the club. It's one of those where I, I just, just cannot see Swansea doing the same as they did last season. And in fact, for me, I see it very much that whilst there's an expectation that they will, it will, ver- it will come undone. And when they start losing games, the momentum, momentum will go against them. I just see them having a bit of a bad time of it because they, they haven't. You have to improve to get better in this league, and I just don't think they've done it. There's an argument to be made as well that last season they were massive overperformers to end up fourth. Not not saying that they were a bad side or anything, but um, fourth and playoff finals flattered them. And I think what what Brentford did to them in the playoff final was sort of an accurate assessment of where they were as a club. They couldn't compete with them. See, this is where our podcast is always on the on the pulse. Unlike all these other podcasts who've already recorded their predictions because we can talk about how uh, they have appointed Russell Martin from NK Dons as their new manager because that happened two hours ago. <laughs> nice. Brilliant. Breaks of Nathan Jones to Stoke. Breaks of Nathan Jones to Stoke and Russell Martin hasn't had loads and loads of success. So that might go quite he does, badly. He does have the face of one of those players who's going to be an alright manager though. I remember thinking that about five years ago. I mean, that's why he reeks of Nathan Jones, because I think he is quite a good manager, but it's very much, he's walking into a shitstorm of a club. It won't go well. I think at times last season in the build-up, so watch out for this when you watch Swansea, he encouraged his goalkeeper to move towards the the right-hand side of the box, almost like a right centre-back, 
rather than just standing in the middle of the, the goal to pass the ball around. So that's fun. Where's Charlie Adam when you need him? Uh, the thing, the thing with thing with them is, you know that thing that people do when they want to disagree with you, but they don't have a good reason, and they say, "Well, if lots of football managers made the same decision as what they think is right, not mentioning Joe Allen, um, then the football managers know more about football than you do, so they must be right." But I think Steve Cooper just chose to leave, so he probably knows more about what state Swansea are in. Yes, than and then they people. and then they try to hire other managers. I think. Um, um, Brammer, didn't they try to get Brammer from um, QPR? Is he their assistant manager or something? And he said no. Oh no, it was John Eustace. Sorry, John not, Eustace. Yeah, yeah. Getting my ex Stoke midfielders <laughs> confused. Not you, Chris. Um, I got really confused. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you when your when your own manager leaves because you're shit, and then n- new managers don't want to come and manage you because you're shit, you might be shit. Mm. Mm. Good and. The team above them we have in 15th place. Another bit of a basket case who, have, I think you could lump Reading, Swansea, uh, Preston, Bristol City together as being these kind of sort of basket case clubs. Uh, they're under transfer embargo. We've got Reading in 15th. They do have some good players and they've got some exciting like pockets of talent there, but they're simply, they simply... Well, they literally can't buy anyone. So this is... It's hard to see Reading being as good as they were last season. Last season, they finished seventh, of course. Um, but now we've got them in the lower reaches of the table. Um, Reading are boring, so I'm going to move on to 14th. Millwall. Millwall. Now, I actually think we've been a little bit harsh on Millwall. I had them up in ninth, but collectively we've got them in 14th place. Um, Gary Rowett. What do we think? Why do we think Gary Rowett's going to take his Lions this season, Tony? I think I think I had him as 14th or 15th. And 15th. then as I thought about it more, I thought, well, that's, that's bollocks. Because the way I sort of work the top half of the table out is I, I look at a team and think, okay, they're going to finish above us because, of course, they fucking are. And then once I've done that, we're like 20th. And then I have to move us back up a bit. So these are one of the ones that got dropped down. But I think they probably are going to finish above us. And they probably are going to do a lot better than certainly what I said. Um, I think... Is that where Ben Ikafobi went? I can't remember and I didn't write it down. It okay, is. So they've got, they've got a good striker in him. They've got Jed Wallace, who pretty much single-handedly won me that Championship Fantasy League thing last season. Um... <laughs> They're, they're, they've got serial success man Gary Rower in charge. They they mm. they might actually be good. But I, don't I did note in the um, when Saturday comes preview the the Millwall fan they interviewed already complained about him being a bit of a draw specialist having drawn five <laughs> on the trot. Oh, he yeah, ain't nothing yet. We're going to move on a bit just in the interest of time. Uh, Blackburn Rovers are in thirteenth place now. If I thought Reading were boring, I think Blackburn might be the boringest. Um, I had them as high as eighth, which, looking back, might be uh, unnecessarily kind. Um, but they're certainly not a bad team. They've got some decent players. Tony Mowbray's a decent manager at this level, uh, but they just scream bang on mid-table. They are the median Championship club for me. I, I can't. I can't. I, I can see. 
I can't see them finishing too far down or too far up at all. Anything they've to now, be said about Blackburn? They've now got a Chilean superstar, though, haven't they? <laughs> ah, of course, <laughs> yes. International got. footballer now. Yeah. Um, that's it, though, isn't it? Are they still chicken people, or did that move away? I don't no, know. No, they're still the chicken people. The chicken people haven't signed anyone yet. So they, a bit like with Swansea in this league, if you don't press on. So they've lost Harvey Elliott and um, Taylor Harwood Bellis back to Liverpool and City um, loan wise. They're probably waiting for the loan players to come, but. Um, yeah, like Chris said, if you are standing still in the championship, you are getting overtaken by those strong, strong swimmers. Mm. Now, into the top half. And in 12th place, we had a playoff team from last season, the team that finished fifth last season, and a team which divided some opinion uh, amongst us. Tony had them as high as seventh. Tom had them as low as 16th. So they've ended up in 12th. It's Barnsley. Uh now, beside from South Yorkshire bias, uh, Tony's, what is doing it for you about Barnsley? Why might they be okay this season? They've got another, I think he's German, but another another manager from nowhere who presumably will be very good again because that's what they do. Um, they're always pretty good. There is some South Yorkshire bias there probably, but I always think that they're, they're pretty good and we haven't signed any of their better players this season, which will be weird for them. But I think they'll adapt to that all right. They also re-signed Devante Cole, which is mental that he was there ages ago and he's there again. I think I just think they're they're pretty good and they were quite like. Did you say fourth or fifth last season? I can't remember now. Fifth, sixth. I I can't see much reason they drop down further than that, really. Yeah, you kind of trust Barnsley's managerial recruitment, don't you? you just kind of assume we, if they get in, we'll be all right. Have we clocked that they signed someone called Dulare? As in, <laughs> yeah, from Standardly Edge, then. yeah. Mm. Very nice. Cool now, um, we are predicting the team above them to make quite a little bit of a step up. They finished 18th last season. Uh, it's Birmingham City. Um, Lee Bowyer's first full season at the Blues. We think he's going to do okay. Um, Chris, you had this uh, Blues team up in ninth, so... Why are Birmingham going to be all right? I, 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 <laughs> do you know what? That's no, no. I thinking about it, I don't really, I don't really know what I saw in them that I, that makes me think they're better than some of the other teams. But I, just looking at some of the signings, I think they they look a solid team, and I think it was more a case of I think a lot of other teams are really shit, and so I think yeah. Birmingham. It, it, it's they're one of those teams where I don't think they're particularly special, but they have a solid season, and they they'll finish in the top half. That's just the long and short of it. I think Ryan Woods is a good player, and so yeah, no, I, I just trust they'll have a solid season. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Bowie is a good manager. I think uh, Chong from Man United might be a good addition. Not really sure. Um, but Djukovic is going to score goals at this level. And like you say, Chris, there are just so many basket cases below them that this might actually elevate them quite some way. Uh, in 10th, we have QPR. Now, bit of disagreement on QPR. Wow. Um, 15th, 13th, 13th and 3rd. Tom Thrower, you've gone balls out the bat and saying this QPR team are going to finish 3rd. 3rd. Explain Yeah, I have, them, I have them in 3rd. For very much the same reason that's just been discussed about Birmingham, I think it's a very, very 
week, which might mean it's going to be a really, really fun championship season. But I don't think there's any standout teams. And QPR have quite quietly, now that they've sacked off Cameron and he's gone and he's being ridiculous in America, um, gone about their business really well. And they finished last season so well. Like, they started really poorly, but then I think they were the third best team in the league um, post in 2021 so I I think by virtue of um, keeping together the squad that they've had they've signed a lot of the loanees that they had permanently made a few extra signings signed that centre-back from Burnley who never played who's been replaced by our lovely Nathan um, I, I just think they'll sneak in and do really well mm, certainly there's been a big uh, overhaul of the, the playing squad and Mark Warburton is kind of one of those managers you trust. So, uh, well, if, if if Tom's correct, then QPR one to watch out for, definitely. Uh, Stoke, we have in ninth. We have uh, Stoke in ninth. Uh, <laughs> we've, it's a Stoke podcast, so we're just going to skip right ahead to eighth. Um, Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough in eighth. And we're going to look these teams together. Middlesbrough in eighth and Cardiff in seventh. Uh Chris, which one of those does Neil Warnock manage and which one does Mick McCarthy manage? <laughs> Honestly, like, not not a clue. Not a clue. And to prove, like, I had Borough down really far on my prediction and, and that was simply because I forgot they existed. Um, <laughs> I just like, oh, shit, I've forgotten a team. Um, yeah, I, Mick, Mick McCarthy, Neil Warnock, they're practically the same thing. And you just imagine both teams are going to have a decent season and strong strong enough season they've they've yeah they're just shit houses aren't they and so of course they're going to finish above stoke because they're yeah. just knobs yeah that was that yeah. was it for me looking at both of them neither of their signings like were particularly inspiring but i just saw mick mccarthy neil warnock they will have those teams being awful to play against and they will accrue points probably maybe not enough to uh, finish in the top six but certainly to be competitive and I'm going to skip right ahead uh, to Nottingham Forest in sixth. Finally, Forest are going to crack the playoffs, according to us. Um, and why is that? Why are Nottingham Forest... Uh, Tony, I'm going to ask you, since you had them in fifth, why are Nottingham Forest going to crack that top six? As I briefly mentioned, my, a lot of my criteria is based on who I really don't want to finish above us, but definitely will. Um, so Forest and the team we're going to come to next as well will definitely finish in those two slots above us. Wherever we finish on a sliding scale, they will be just above us. Um, they're, they're, they're all right. They're due being all right, aren't they? Chris Hewton's good, and he's had a full season to sort them out a bit. Fucking hell. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, in fifth place, this might be perhaps the most, maybe controversial might be pushing it a bit, but certainly we've we've certainly got a lot of faith in them. Uh, Tom, I'll hand this over to you for obvious reasons. It's Nathan Jones's Luton Town in fifth place. <laughs> Here he is. I mean, Nathan Jones can't do anything wrong at Luton. Um, they've had a really good season of signing people. He's the greatest manager to ever walk the earth. Um, he signed Tom Ince and it still didn't go that badly for him. So Yeah, he got injured and couldn't play him. Great. What, what a, that's that's exactly what you want from a Tom Ince signing. <laughs> yeah, they He'll are. Do something amazing to a point. <laughs> and who couldn't yeah. be inspired by that? Um, yeah, well, they, they certainly added some players. They've signed Cameron Jerome. Oh, He's obviously got to score against us. 
Um, uh, Fred Onyedema, uh, Reese Burt, Henri Lansbury. Uh, is it Admiral Musquay? Um, yeah, he's he's signed quite a few uh, championship level players on a budget, but it's more the sort of it's the narrative. It's his continual progress at that club that's perhaps the scary thing, and they just seem to they just seem to find a way of being entertaining and scoring goals, which never really translated into the, uh, Nathan Jones' Stoke. They look in wonderful shape. One, it's a wonderful, wonderful shape. Wonderful shape. <laughs> right. Now, in fourth place, we have a team who I, I think can just get in the bin, but they probably are going to be all right. Um, the Scott Parker's at the helm of AFC Bournemouth. Um, yeah. we, we had them... In fourth, third, fourth, and fourth overall, which means they're fourth in our um, combined table. Um, yeah, it's Bournemouth. They've got a very good squad. They've signed uh, McCondes from Brentford. Scott Parker, jury's out for me. I'm not sure he's everything he's necessarily cracked up to be, but that squad should be in the top six uh, pretty much regardless. And yeah, they will be up, up against it. Now, Top three, we have the top. Th- we have the three relegated teams from the Premier League, which is perhaps more by uh, luck than design. But in third place, we have Sheffield United, and two of you had Sheffield. Well, two of two of us had Sheffield United finishing first, and one of them, one of us had Sheffield United finishing 7th. So, Tom, make the case against Sheffield United being much cop this season. Uh, they they have a squad of players who, much like us when we came down, or other relegated teams, spent the entirety of last season being so unbelievably shite that I don't think that's a very easy thing to recover from. And I think Jukanovic will get them playing a style of football that isn't Suited to the squad totally. Um, yeah, maybe they will be good because of how shit everyone else is this year. Uh, well, I ha- I had them as league champions. And I, I, I think it's because if you look at those top four teams, we'll come on to Fulham and West Brom in a minute. It's because I think Jukanovic at Sheffield United seems a better fit than Parker at Bournemouth, Silver at Fulham and... Ismail at West Brom could go either way, so I'm not too sure about that. But Jukanovic at Sheffield United seems a better fit for me than otherwise. And also they've kept the core of the team that, first of all, got promoted. And they've got a few players who perhaps maybe sort of the Premier League relegation battle was a bit too much. Yes, I, I'm, I'm sensing the Stoke, the Stoke correlation uh, right away. But I think... I think they'll be very, very tough. I think they'll have that nice mix of grit and just enough quality to push them over the line and certainly compete for the uh, top places if not finishing the top two but in second place we have Fulham Um, Fulham now managed by Marco Silva they've signed Harry Wilson for £12 million Chris Fulham yeah they're just one of those teams they they bounce between the leagues and with Marco Silva at the helm, I just can't see them not having a good season and going up. It was a toss-up between these uh, and West Brom being in first for me. But, um, yeah, I, I just can't see him not going up. 
And that leaves in first place West Bromwich Albion. Uh, taken over by former Barnsley boss uh, Valerian Ismail. They've signed Alex Mauer. There's not been any huge departures. Um, Tom, you had these topping the table for you. Why was that? Um, because they, they again, squad-wise, I think they're losing Pereira. I don't think he wants to stay, but um, they have Carlin Grant. They have Grady Diangana. They have some very good players. I think Moa is a very good signing for Ismail and they're just going to win the league. Okay. With time rapidly running out, thank you very much for listening to our 24 to 1 predictions. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Cheers. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to Wizards of Dribble podcast. Those are our predictions, but really, Stoke are going up. Go on, Stoke. Content.